Uh, welcome to the Strongman Say podcast with our very first guest, future world's strongest man, Mitch Hooper. And Ooh. of course, yeah, Ooh, thank big, you. Big <laughs> oh, I've heard you say it plenty of times. <laughs> and of course, uh, our regular host with the most, Mr. Strength, Zen Lee Shaw. Um, congratulations on your weekend win. Thank you. AS International. Uh, How did you enjoy the competition? Uh, highlights for you? Uh, thoughts, feelings on the weekend? You know, it was akin to the Arnold UK where... Mm -hmm. All in all, good show. A little bit too much, uh, like, duck where the, the feet are, like, scrambling underneath. And as yeah. athletes, we see a bit of it. But I think for the people there, it was it was really good. There was a couple of uh, hiccups on the live stream, uh, but nothing too major. And it's definitely something to, to build off. So hopefully Mason keeps the ball rolling on that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it keeps incentivizing the pro guys to come out uh, yeah. and – inspire people in the in the country to get into the sport yeah it would have been um obviously there was a lot of pullouts right like that was the hard thing a lot of international guys pulling out because yeah. for you you had a stellar weekend i guess but you know your post said good not great yeah but still managed to take out most of the events you know yeah uh, and and good not great in terms of uh, i did everything i had to do yes and i'm not i'm not an idiot i'm not going to do more um yep. but obviously that quality of competition is, is not going to win the Arnold or anything like that yes. um, but yeah it's it's a tough thing that's starting in the sport where Martins Lee just takes a year off because he's hurt um, or wants to get his body right and yeah I get that Alexi goes I want a bit of a break he doesn't mm. last very long taking a break but <laughs> yeah, I get that you compete a lot but then you start getting other guys being super selective and you kind of you can't have your cake and eat it too where yeah. I want more prize money I want the sport to grow but I'm going to compete twice a year and I want to make a full-time income in strongman, but I don't want to do seminars and, oh, but I don't want to do coaching, uh, but I, I don't want to compete often. And it really stitches people like Mason up. And I think yeah. you, you need to have your own business until you, until you fully realize how bad that that stitch up can be. Yeah. I don't think people understand the reality of someone putting their neck out for you guys and for all of us. It's not just for you guys to, yep. put, to come bring you over and get you paid. Yep. But also for us in Australia, getting the pro guys in, getting that exposure, getting the people that we follow into competitions for us. I don't think people understand what a big commitment that is, both financially and logistically too. Yeah, um, and, and he put up money for all the amateurs as well. Every yes. amateur winner got yeah. three grand. Yeah, three, three um, two, one. Yeah, three, two, uh, three, one, five, five. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So four. What, five grand per five weight grade. class. Yeah. That's uh, and. There's a lot of weight classes, and he's he made it equal for for both genders, which there's a, a nice feeling to it, uh, but there's an economic reality to that that makes yep. it really challenging. Um, and yeah, he he he's done more for the sport in this country than anyone that I know of, and I haven't been around that long. I agree. But for as much, uh, I hear a lot of heat around Mason, and I never let any of it fly because I mean, <laughs> man, he's he's trying so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's like anything when you are doing something above and beyond what's done before and like people are going to say stuff because they're not the people doing it right yeah. everyone from the couch and we sit here on our couch i was gonna we, say i was gonna <laughs> say we do that <laughs> we, we do that we do exactly this we coach from uh, the couch right it's like yeah. it's easy to say like that something could be done better or something you know we would like to see it done this way or something would work better but until you're the person that's actually doing it yeah. you can say whatever the fuck you want but you yeah. can just sit mm. the fuck down do you know what i mean no, like, yeah we've happily admitted that though and gone in hindsight it's really easy mm. And I've got all these ideas of this is how I'd do it, but it would probably crash and burn. 
Yeah. And I'm aware <laughs> of that. Like, the I'm first not, ones to admit I don't, it. I don't know better. <laughs> yeah. But so. yeah, it's, it's, the same, like, it's, it's really exciting to be a part of something that's going to grow. Yeah. And all you look for is, does it get better next year, next time it's on? Mm-hmm. And you know what? The men's show was a bit, I think it was probably a bit disappointing for spectators because I think it was clear that I wasn't putting in a full effort the whole time. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the pullouts would, were disappointing because you'd love to see Australia's strongest go against some of the best in the world. Yeah. But the women showed. Those women showed out. Oh, dude. Yeah. The, yeah. This is, it's a common theme going around here at the moment where the women steal the show, though, right? Like, yeah. they are fierce and yeah. super competitive. Right? Yeah. Like, so the big thing, I think, with competition, and we saw that with the amateurs this weekend, too, which was rad, mm. is close competition makes a sport. It doesn't matter what level you're at. Yeah. If it's nail-biting competition, it's fun to watch. The highlight of the whole weekend was those two – that the block carry for the uh, oh tiebreaker. yeah man <laughs> <laughs> for, anyone, for anyone who didn't see that who were the two girls Katie and Nicole, Nicole. Yeah. and Nicole was the blonde one right yeah yep. so Nicole was slightly ahead virtually the whole time and she had on this phenomenal game face and the other girl Katie 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 yeah she looked in pain from about the first lap oh. okay this is. Yep. This is not going to, it's going to be short. Yeah. They must have gone 75 meters and sort of back and forth <laughs> a couple of times. It finishes with, it was Nicole who passed out. Yeah. 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 She passes out, hits her head on the stone. The other girl wins by like a meter and falls over yeah. exhausted. That was so exciting. So <sighs> Nicole counted the laps, apparently 180. 180 meters. Apparently <laughs> it was like five, six minutes nonstop. It was a long time. Yeah. It just shows yeah, those yeah, girls yeah. would die to win that competition. And right? they were, they weren't weight class girls. They're heavy, big girls. Yeah. Like that's yeah. A Open weight. Yeah. Cool. yeah. It's a long way. Um, caveat. Lee actually coaches both of them. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he was watching yeah. it. I'm like, oh my God. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just yelling at both of them. One of them stops. I'm like, keep fucking going. The yeah. next one stops. I'm like, don't you stop. <laughs> like, whoever wins, wins. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. can't change that. Could you have picked that? Who was going to win? Yeah. Even on the day, not really. Because yeah. um, they've both got different strengths and weaknesses. But the and block carry itself. Uh, to who was going to win. Yeah. You would think that it would favor a bigger person or a heavier person or someone with like more reach. Yeah. Um, Until they take it 180 meters. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I also know what Nick's like and she will carry something until she passes out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's somebody else said about the tiebreaker and being like, oh, won't that favor somebody or not? But it's light enough and it's a grid event. Yeah. It favors who wants it more. Yeah. And it favors who's willing to like hurt more. Yeah. So I think it's a really good tiebreaker event compared to doing stones again a deadlift and or overhead. whose body gives out <laughs> because yeah, i mean i think they both wanted out. it the same i think yeah, one, just, that one person just passed out yeah so yeah. i think in terms of like a fair deciding tiebreaker yeah. it's a good one it's exciting because whoever wins is gonna have to fucking hurt for it yeah it's yeah. not an easy win yeah much better than countback anyway oh much well more the, count, the countback the countback was even, was even. that's why that's why oh, it went yeah. to countback and it was wow. equal first equal wow. seconds equal thirds um, oh, so they had, awesome. they had that at Vic Strongest. Right. Those two competed at Vic Strongest and they both won an event. They both came second and it came down to the last event. Right. So they've been uh, back and forth for a bit. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, competition makes it right. So yeah. it would be interesting to see. I mean, we were talking about this before with the, with the men anyway, especially in the pro show, back when the Arnold was on. And we had the Arnold Pro Show. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, Eddie Hall, Thor, those guys were coming out. Yeah. We had some really big names sort of come out. 
And much like the weekend, you know, like this is an opportunity to compete against a potential future world's strongest I've, man. I've never said yeah. that I'm going to win, by the way. I've literally never said that. I can, I can pull up like six interviews where I reckon you I, said yeah, yes. Surely. I, I guarantee you. I guarantee I you. I never said, saying it. I swear you said like within four or five years. I could. Yeah. yeah. I could. I'll always I say could. I could. Yeah, no, you no, could. I, I yeah, think yeah, you said yeah, you okay. will. No. Uh, I'm never that definite on winning anything. 501 deadlift. I'll find it. That was marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we I've go. never been that definite on anything. <laughs> that was just my. Yeah. Yeah, let's be honest. Mm. Um, you got to play the game. Yeah, you do have to. And, now, and now Tom's doing it. Yeah. Tom Stoltman's doing it. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? No, he's not known for if he gets anywhere close. Yeah, I fuck, I agree. Yeah, yeah, he's 100%. doing some of his sets with like 320, and I'm like, that's a long way that's off 500. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I just, we're saying that like when the Arnold's was on though, the Australian guys would yeah. have, like we were saying this before the podcast, we're having a chat about it. The Australian guys would have lost a limb to compete yeah, against so those Yeah, so Giants problems. Live 2012 had mm. Mike Jenkins, like Nick Best, um, Eddie Hall when he was super fresh. Yeah. So Eddie Hall back when he was super inconsistent and would just... Yeah. Send it and hope for the best. Yeah. Every top Australian guy was there. And if they weren't, they probably would have killed the other guy to get there. Yeah. Totally. Like they would not have missed that opportunity. Yeah. Um, whereas now, I don't know if it's social media. I don't know if you you see what everybody else lifts on social media and you go, oh, I can't beat that. So maybe I won't compete with it. Or whether you don't feel like you need the audience. Do you reckon that's a thing? Like yeah, whether you, you, get you, enough, you get enough hype and likes and shares you don't through need socials. To be in those competitions. No, I think it's the scare of losing, to be yeah. honest. And that's why that's why I put all of my top lifts, all the weights, uh, everything. Yeah. Because I want yep. I want people to see. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I want them to yeah. know. But yeah, I, I think that's what it is because, like, it's really bad in Australia. I haven't seen it, and I haven't seen it anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's it's a hard thing, right, to put yourself out there. And uh, like this weekend for me would have been the first time, maybe Glasgow, the show I won in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. But this weekend was certainly the first time where I rocked up. And if I didn't win, people would be talking a lot. Yeah. yeah. About like, you're not in shape, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, sure. And they're and also very random events too. Yeah. They're events yeah, that other people gauge. could come in yeah, and take yeah. points. And I had uh, a lot of apprehension because obviously I'm not in season. I'm not in peak form. I'm not. There's a lot of things that, that will improve from now until I actually start. And, um, it, it's a hard thing to do. But to me, it's. The whole strongman experience is as much about developing personally as it is showing that you're the strongest. Yeah. I, I don't think it really matters if you're the strongest. I think it's really valuable if I do come and lose and like, okay, cop it. How yeah, do you, how do you sure, yeah. sure, sure. Cop that on the gym. Yeah, and you, and you carry that through the rest of your life and that's probably going to be more return than any win. Yeah, you learn from your losers more than you learn from your wins. Yeah, 100%. It's a cliche saying. 100%. But also like you were saying, if you're trying to take it to the next level, if you're trying to do what you're doing, mm. right, which is be on the competitive circuit, be yeah. on the pro circuit. You're yeah. not going to win all those comps. No. Because there's, yeah. there's a whole bunch of great guys. But if you want to continue to get the opportunities, if you want to get granted the opportunity to compete at those competitions at all, mm-hmm. you have to compete in them yeah. to be seen, right? Like at the end of the day, that's a, the biggest factor is actually just doing them and showing yeah. up. And you wonder, it, let's say Jordan Osborne competed and let's say he did really well and beat me. How do you think that changes his odds to get to World's Strongest Man yeah, this year? Yeah, hugely. Yeah, yeah as an example, for sure, right? Like, what's the downside, really? Yeah, yeah. even on an event, right? And there's probably yeah. a whole bunch of other guys that would be very similar that, you know, like, pulled out. Or guys that jumped in and did get seen and didn't do great. Yeah. Could do a lot better, yeah. but actually did get great exposure and got seen competing in a pro show against those guys. And Suddenly, a- their a- name a- a- would have done well. 
Aiden. Aiden, Aiden uh, yeah. yeah, not yeah, bad about my yeah, Aiden. Yeah. Um, is he doing strongman still? Yeah, he's in yeah. quite good form too. He he's looking pretty strong. Lost quite a bit of weight, and then he gained it back for Vix. But yeah, he qualified for Pro Show as well, mm. and he pulled up. Yeah, yep. how good? Um, <laughs> how good? <laughs> how good? <laughs> it could have been an awesome show. Yeah, but I think yeah. a lot of people are under the illusion that you know I'm going to be stronger next year, and next year I'm going to uh, I'll win. Yeah, okay, it could be true if everything goes well. It could be yeah. true, but. You also don't know if really basic life stuff gets in the way. Like yeah. your job changed, you can't train anymore. Yeah. Or you don't like the sport anymore. Or you get hurt. Mm. So I got really good advice when I was maybe 17. Uh, and I was going into a... I, I lost about 100 pounds to go into a bodybuilding show. And I said to I said to the guy who was coaching me into it, I said, I think, like, let's get lean, see how it looks, build, and then do it next year. Mm. And he's like, one day you just won't be able to do it. Like life's yeah. going to get in the way. Yeah. And so go be shit, but yeah. just go do it. Yeah, that's and a good advice. That's that. probably yeah. the most proud thing I've ever done because yeah. it's just such a grind. It's so hard. And I came last. Yeah. But I'm like, th- mentally, that was the toughest yeah. thing. We've yeah. joked about that before where, like, at some point in your life, you're going to be the strongest that you've ever been. Yeah. And you won't know it. Yeah. Mm. You'll know it five years later when you can't get back to that. I think and I'm you keep there. dwindling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get into that age. <laughs> but, you, you uh, know, you, you have to make the most of it in the meantime. Yes. Yeah. And for me, I mean, that, that's just sort of what life is about. Like, we could die. One take day, it as it comes and take everything as one it comes. Day, one day you're going to die. And I think if I died tomorrow, I, I could pretty happily say I've done more with my life than a lot of people. Yeah, sure. In terms of experiences yep. and, and meeting people and, and taking opportunities and whatnot. And the more of those you pass up, the the less there's going to be in the future. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Opportunities or taking opportunities begets more opportunities, right? Like to, oh, get, to get opportunities or get more opportunities, you have to take the ones in front of you and then the doors keep opening. If you keep closing the doors, they just stop coming eventually. Yeah. If you don't take the opportunity, you're 100% guaranteed to get nothing from it. Yes. <laughs> Nothing's coming from that. Go figure, yeah. so, so even my, if it's a low chance. My, my general attitude towards like the whole, the whole pro thing, uh, and obviously I've done well enough that – I didn't have to make a scene of myself or anything, but there's two things over the whole year that were, were very important to me. And one was accept every invite mm-hmm. and well, every reasonable invite, yep. not Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> God bless him. Yeah. Um, and, and two is wherever you go, just make sure people know your name. Yeah. Why ever, however, whatever, mm-hmm. just make sure that you're memorable in some way. Yeah. And if you do those two things and doors open and pro strongman, and it's really not hard. You know, I got the advice that you have to have an angle and you have to, you know, you have to have a character, almost like a WWE. That's what I was mm. told. I sort of thought, like, what could my thing be? And I, I, I literally, I, I sat and brainstormed after I made the decision that I was going to try to, I was trying to go for it. Um, I think at this stage I was invited to World Deadlift Champs, but not to Worlds yet. And I really couldn't come up with anything. So I, I made my my basically personal brand just who I hope to be as a person. Yeah. That you put yep. that out there enough and now that it's like that's your thing. And we're all unique enough that you have a thing if you just put yourself out yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you grabbed every opportunity when there weren't comps. Yeah. You did really good at that. Yeah. Um claim big lifts, talk yeah. a big game, social media was high. Yeah. Came yeah. here, claim records. <laughs> Secured records. Yeah. Secured records. Um <laughs> Which is a whole nother thing, but like in terms of marketing and like pushing yourself, like you did everything possible to get your name into World's Strongest Man and to get there. Yeah, and there's a lot of back-end work to that as well. Yeah. Well, then there's like Julian and promoters and other people. If you 
if you look at strongman, you look at the opportunities and how it's disproportionately afforded to some people. You can look at that and bitch about it and go like, well, we should have an international ranking system, blah, blah, blah. Or you look at that and go, I can get places I don't belong. Yeah, of course. You play and the game. Th- that was my attitude. I think it's different. You do belong. Uh, yes, but, but no one knew but that. There's, yeah, but until, there's a lot until of you do it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that we, we would look at at the world's strongest man stage and you would think like, you probably don't belong. Do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. probably aren't the strongest. And I think Australia, and we'll go back to, I mean, if you go back to like using Australia, I'm not saying you used Australia. <laughs> <laughs> but you used us a little bit. <laughs> Do you feel used? A little bit. A little bit. You like? Did you make us breakfast I didn't when you get, left? I, I definitely <laughs> did. Didn't you get, sneak out the back door? Didn't get wine and wine. Left you. Know? Do you know what? I said this the other day. Uh, if if not for sort of the, I assume pretty much everyone here who listens to this is in Australia. Yeah. Oh uh, no, actually, but handfuls everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. There's there's an Australian thing where Australians don't like people doing well. Just <laughs> generally. If anyone does too well, we like anything. ourselves doing well. Yeah. No, but yeah. even still, like, yeah. even an Australian that does well, it's sort of like, oh. I'm like, how is Keith Urban not super, super popular? Here? Like, <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Too and commercial. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we, we do that with products too. Like yeah, they, they make products. a local, they make a local beer here. Yeah. Everywhere else drinks it, but here. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. like, yeah. Nah. <laughs> so anyway, when I was a strongman here, I, I got some attention internationally and um, I, I wanted to. I wanted to represent Australia in a way, not because yeah. I'm I'm framing myself as Australian. I don't see that as better than Canadian. I see yeah. it much the same, mm. but because that's the system that I came up in. And if there's mm. a kickback or a positive outcome, it'd be nice for it to be Australian. If sure. if there wasn't that pushback, I would have competed representing Australia at World's Strongest Man as a nod to say like, thank you for getting. Do you me think here. you would have been mm. able to? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Okay, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So what you're saying is we fucked it for ourselves yes. by giving you shit. Hundred yeah. percent. I'm not even joking. Yeah. I'm not even joking because uh. I think I think it would have been. And Coco's the exact same way. Yeah, like he was he was outright asked to represent France. Yeah, yeah. And if he was more patriotic and he didn't get shit for being French and you're not from here, blah blah blah, maybe he would have. Yeah, and he would have two. He would have had two uh, Australians at. Uh, yeah, I mean Coco's. Mm. Uh, would he, have, would he have been allowed though? Yeah, Coco. Like, yeah, would Colin and that have been like, yeah, okay. To the best of my knowledge, he got he got an outright invite before they had that conversation. Yeah, so yeah, because yeah. Gabe yeah. Pena had the same thing with Mexico, didn't he? Representing Mexico versus America. Yeah, I, I've never heard of an actual ultimatum, but mm, it yeah. certainly works in your favor. Yeah, I mean, we sure. we were talking with uh, about Fatty. Yeah, and uh, he came third this weekend, and um, it works really strongly in his favor that he's can represent Lebanon and Egypt. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, I, I actually sort of agree with it, to be honest, when it comes to world's yeah, strongest man. Diversity. Yeah, because we, we have the best competitions, mm. right? And we, yeah. have, we have the most competitive, and that's the yeah. Arnold, and that's the Rogue. And Rogue runs both of them. It's the same guys. Yeah. But then, yeah, then, then we get the diversity in world's strongest man. Mm. Yeah, and I think that what we're talking about in terms of, I see Australia, and this is, like let's say, talking about Fatty and Coco, and it's a little bit hard for us in Australia, I think, like when you look at it like that. Because we're a small pond yeah. where if you're a big fish in a small pond, it's easy to get noticed. And then we see that everyone mm. fucks off and represents other countries or under other flags, right? Yeah. That's a bit disheartening in terms of like, cool, like you can, you come over here or like, uh, not you come over here, 
you lived here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> came over here at some stage. <laughs> yeah, came over here at some stage for something. Um, yeah. But like people who are even living here and stuff like that, you're like, uh, all right, where's the door? <laughs> um, yeah, people who are living here, they, they come up and they get, like they're strong here and they come through our system and they compete under as an Australian strongman uh, or do Australia's Strongest Man and take records or whatever the person's doing, right? Yeah. Because we're a small pond, it's easy to get noticed and like a world's strongest man thing. It's like you stand out more because it's easy to stand out as, as a big fish yeah. in a small pond. Yeah. And then we see guys go overseas. And it happens in weight classes too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We see guys go to OSG and stuff like that. And it's like there's one flag there, but there's four guys from Australia. Yeah. Um, which I find interesting. It's not that it's right or wrong. Like we've talked about this and it's like, I don't know what I would do. Do you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, whether I would... Well, we don't have the choice. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't, no, so, so, we, so no, we don't, we don't get have, it. We don't have yeah. the choice, right? Yeah. Like I'm an Australian and I'd represent the flag. But if I didn't and I was like, I mean, realistically, if they're like, hey, can you come to World's Strongest Man? We just want you to represent fucking Uruguay. I'd be like, I'm, I'm from there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, mean? I said that to everybody. I'd be like, I'd represent whoever yeah, I need to. Do you know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. So it's a, it's a tricky thing because we sit back here in our couches and be like, oh, well, you should fucking represent Australia. But like at the end of the day, uh, it's the same thing. The but it goes, well, it mine's goes the opposite. This, this is the only country that I've noticed that just claim people. Yeah, yeah, and we do claim people. Like someone's in America and then someone does well, they don't go, yeah, we'll claim him as American. They just go, no, you're not american yeah we do that with everyone mm. if someone's touched this soil like kiwis kiwis do anything good but if they live here they're like oh yeah we'll claim him he's one of us but it was the opposite with me i think it was the same at the start it was the everyone's same like, at the start <laughs> until, <laughs> everyone's until like, you we'll could take mitch. australia's strongest man until you could take records we'll, we'll claim mitch and then yeah. you held a canadian flag and everyone's like oh fuck that guy <laughs> 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 nah, a lot of people still love you <laughs> Yeah, it's but we, we just claim people, and then when they don't claim us back, everyone seems to get upset. I wanted to. Yeah. Well, I, I don't care if people to. don't. I don't claim people. It's yeah. like we just need to get better. Yeah. We, 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 ha- we, we have about, good right? people that are up and coming that have potential. Yeah. Like, why can't we get behind those? Why can't we get behind underdogs? Well, because they were on their couch this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they didn't fucking show up. Yeah. Look, I tried to back them up. I tried to help them. Yeah. I'm here for them. Yeah. Um, a brief history. All right. So we're talking about, obviously, for those, I'm sure many of you know that, like, Mitch actually started his strongman journey in Australia and Sydney while over here studying and stuff. Um, take us from the start. So, obviously... You were a good athlete before even, like you've got a his, history of being Fo- quite an athlete. Football, marathon. The whole deal. Golf. Golf. Yeah. yeah. Golf. Yeah. I think golf My was ceiling was probably the highest in golf. Yeah. 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 Well, other than strongman. Do you know that there's more money in golf than strongman? <laughs> yeah, but if it, if it yeah. was about the money, it, yeah. I'd, I'd do very different things. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think uh, like we were talking in, I think you can make a really, really good living in anything. Yes. And so long as you go about it the right way. And um, I'm not looking for a free meal ticket on like you win one tournament and you can retire. Like how, how happy would you really be in that no. circumstance? Yeah, 100%. Um, so yeah, look, I've played, I've played pretty much every sport that you could imagine, like at a competitive level, golf, baseball, uh, basketball, volleyball, swimming. Um, yeah, I was just keen to give everything a crack mm-hmm. and, Everything for tall people. <laughs> what sports for short people? <laughs> there's, there's none. Yeah. There's none. White class sports. <laughs> being a jockey or something. Yeah, being a jockey. Gym, <laughs> gymnast. <laughs> gymnast. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Tr- <laughs> not, not much. Um, and uh, yeah, but that was more. 
it wasn't because I was super competitive and wanted to win everything. In fact, mm. like, there's there's a lot of sports that I didn't like. Uh, American football being the, the peak of that. But I remember my last game in high school, American football. Um, I'm driving there with my mom. And I say to her, I, I said, I hope I play really well today. And I hope we lose because then I won't have to play football again this year. <laughs> and that's pretty much what happened. That's how and, I felt uh, about cricket as a kid. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the I, season over. Yeah. I, I didn't want to be the reason we lost, but I was also like, I, I'm done with it. And other people are crying and really couldn't handle it. And I'm like, well, that, that's just how I treated sport growing up. And um, yeah, it was more of a social thing than it yeah. was anything. Uh, like I, I had a, um, I, I had a harder time fitting in in some ways uh, growing up. And then, yeah, I, I uh, played a little bit of American football in college, hated it, so it didn't go that far. Yep. Um, quit after a season, uh, which was really tough because I was, uh, I could have gone pro in Canada. Uh, I wasn't good enough to go to the NFL. Um, and, you know, that would have been cool. My dad would have been really proud of that. And so that was a bit of a pill to swallow. And then, yeah, look for other things to do. Um, my mom, or sorry, then I did bodybuilding um, because I gained a bunch of weight and I was like, I looked horrendous. Let's, yep. let's fix this up. I uh, wanted to keep eating a lot, so then I ran marathons. And it's mostly tied back to my job of I exercise people with injuries and chronic conditions. Yeah. And I think if you're asking someone who's out of shape to run, you had better push yourself aerobically in some capacity. And yeah, the same sure. thing with strength. And yeah. Strength turned into just the next thing that I was going to try to relate to people. And, uh, you know, after Strongman, there's going to be the next thing. Uh, but I, I moved to Sydney and found, uh, found Adonis. Uh, they did powerlifting. And you moved to Sydney for study. School. Yeah, right? for study. So you were studying exercise physiology. That's right. Um, yeah, so I did my master's at the University of Sydney. Uh, at the time, I, I was just, I had no direction. I was looking for a gym. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I came across that. The guys powerlifting, jumped into powerlifting. Powerlifting is really, really boring. So that didn't last all that long. Uh, I got egged into doing strongman, which funny enough, I, my, my best mate from back home, about five, five years before I started strongman, he was like, you have to do strongman. Like everything about you says you should yeah. do strongman. <laughs> and uh, I was, I talked to my girlfriend at the time, and she's like, "No, I don't want you getting big and fat and <laughs> all, the, all the stuff you have to do to be a strongman, eating and blah blah blah." So uh, I didn't do it then. And then full circle, it uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it kicked off. First comp was Arnold qualifier. I ended up winning that. Uh, that got canceled. Then a couple of uh, local shows, a yep. couple of state shows. Uh, then big lifts during COVID, and that was enough. Really lucky to get invited to World's Strongest Man. Yeah, you know, I was I was a, a fraction away from quitting the sport. Well, you did amazingly at capitalizing on a time where there was no comps to get noticed and do those big lifts. You, you managed to get noticed, and we'll was Logstone and Dead Longstone, uh, yeah, Iron Rev, Deadlift, four seventy-five Dead or something like that. At that yeah. one, I did four thirty-five. Okay, mm. Log was bad. Like Log might have been one. 60 mm-hmm. and then uh stone i did 220 okay um so like pretty solid i don't i at the time though i didn't really know that internationally that would start to gain any traction yeah um then i did the static monsters and did 485 dead and 185 log um basically got the 200 log i pulled that back do you guys remember? Yeah, I remember that. That, that was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. Like shit, shit just happens all the time in strongman. Yeah, yeah. If I was giving yeah. myself advice, like, no, yeah, no, you don't pull it back. Uh, then I, yeah, then the four seventy five dead, mm. and then uh, I was moving back to Canada, and there's no strongman gym there, no strongman community. I was leaving my community, so I was sort of in mind like maybe, 
maybe I shut down the coaching business. I'm opening a clinic back in my hometown. Maybe I just move on to the next sport because it's going to be an uphill battle to yep. keep it going. And then World Strongest Man invite came along. So, of course, you're going to take that opportunity. Yeah. It all just went from there. Yeah. Yeah, that gym looked like you had a yoke in the corner yeah. with like a little bit of a turf <laughs> yeah, track yeah. and you were just like the menace in the gym that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's amongst, in the, the amongst the bodybuilders. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. push pressing like <laughs> out of a rack with like steel plates that yeah. like you don't want to drop on the ground. Yeah, it, so <laughs> that's why at World's Strongest Man, that's why I was the only person not to put it on my back because yeah. I, I didn't have anywhere to drop it. Yeah. And, you know, you can say whatever you want about like find a place to do it. But I, at that stage, I... Didn't want to risk it on the day or just couldn't, like, find a comfortable spot? No, I never practiced it at the gym. Yeah. Yeah, so if you if you never practice it, you're not going to just give a rip at yeah, <laughs> yeah. 500 pounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, um, so the good thing about the gym, though, is they've supported me so much, and it works yeah. well for them. Um, but now I've got I've got all standard submit kit, actually, back in Canada. Like I could open a full gym. Oh, I just cool. need to find the time yeah. um, and the space, but... I've got, now I've got a yoke there, good yoke. They built me a stone setup and I got my stones there. Cool. Um, monster dumbbell, log. I, I'm pretty well set up to do whatever. Yeah. They're building fingers, fingers for me right now. Great. Um, yeah, amazing. Yeah, to, to be able to practice that. So, uh, yeah, I've made the most out of what it is, but it's all really serendipitous and it very quickly could have gone, if I didn't get invited to Worlds yeah, or the World Deadlift Champ, I'd, I'd be a very bad triathlon yeah. competitor right <laughs> now. Yeah, well, what would be the next <laughs> thing? Like Canada, yeah. Canada's strongest man and then try to, Build your I, way back through that. I literally way. would have had to go to um, like a local show to qualify for provincials, and it's actually okay. funny. Like, yep. I I think I'd been invited to World's Strongest Man at this stage, and so I was like, okay, like we're doing this. And Maxime Boudreau was coming down to do a seminar close to me, and he would have had to drive through my town to get to that seminar. So I DM'd him on Instagram, it's like, hey, um, if you want to get a session in together, you're literally going to drive past me, and uh, like it'd be good to get together, learn a bit off each other, whatnot. <laughs> then I get a DM from the gym that he was doing the seminar at and they DM me saying, Hey, Max said you might be interested in coming to his seminar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's a low blow. <laughs> yeah. It was tough because coming from Australia uh, where I sort of got to the stage where any big city that I was in, I could go to someone's gym. I know. Yeah. People yeah, and, for yeah. Sure. And then going to like, yeah. Yeah. Like you're still unknown <laughs> across the sea. Yeah. Literally. literally yeah. Who, who are you? Oh, you're an yeah, Instagram yeah. liftoff. That's how, that's yeah. how we all feel when we yeah. go over into national comps. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I got, I got the funniest comments <laughs> on a YouTube video uh, a couple of days ago, YouTube short. Um, and it was a video I posted a couple of months ago. I don't know. It was like a 500 pound push press or something. And uh, the guy, <coughs> the guy goes, this dude's been posting fake shit for years. Let's get him in a let's get him in a real strongman comp and see how he does. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that's my favorite comment. None of this fake time. world yeah. strongest yeah. man stuff. Yeah. Go to a real one, <laughs> like a legit one. Oh man, there's no end, is there? Um, yeah, but then yeah, this year's been hectic. So, world strongest man. That was um, that was wild. I mean, we we didn't find out the groups until like the day before, which in a perfect world, you could see your group and sort of prep based mm -hmm. on who's in there. But I had I had the on paper the hardest group by quite a margin. Where you had Brian Shaw, Bobby Thompson, Constantine Janasha, who were all in the finals last mm -hmm. year. You have Mark Felix, who's a little bit past his prime, obviously, but Mark Felix is Mark Still Felix, yeah. Um, yeah. And Gabriel Pena, who's a world's strongest man veteran, which actually took all the pressure off. To be honest with you, I yep. mean. <laughs> like you come yeah, you fourth in that group. hundred percent. Yeah. Had yeah. a great run. Um, 
And in hindsight, that, that, that group actually lined up perfectly for me because those guys are all super, super strong, but not the quickest. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was a lighter. Like yeah. the heats were lighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm. you move quick and it's weird. So, yeah, got through to the, got through to the finals there and uh, sort of shit the bed-ish. But, I mean, I lost to Luke Stortman by a half a point. So, mm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Um, but if I run that back, that was really hard for me to watch back because yeah. the number of points that I know that I lost on just super basic stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, what what number of actual competition? Like when you get to World Strongest Man, this is what I was going to say. You take your start in Strongman, Adonis in Sydney, through to like moving to Canada, training the bodybuilding gym and stuff like that, and a World Strongest Man invite. Yeah. How many actual full strongman competitions have you done by the time you land the world's strongest man? Four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a quick fucking yeah. buzz, right? Yeah. Like, what, yeah. what were the four competitions that you had done before? So, like, your first Arnold's qualifier, right? Arnold's qualifier. So, New South? Then I, I had done uh, Coal City Strongest. Coal City Strongest. Which was both an ACT and a New South Wales qualifier. Yep. yep. Then ACTs ACT. and New South Wales. Yep. New South Wales Strongest, right? Yeah. So you, did a, so you did a state comp. I did so two, you did a, two so you did a state level comp Wales. and a regional comp and then you went to World's Strongest Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, wow. looking back on that, I see that I made some mistakes. I probably would have two in my fifth comp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just unfortunate that you did it on front of that live crowd and on yeah. cameras. Yeah. yeah. But you, uh, like, seriously, I look back and I go, you should have come probably second. Mm -hmm. Would you have prepped probably. differently for it, for Worlds? Based on my life at the time, no. Yeah. No. I mean... You can't bank your whole life on doing well on a comp because you yeah. could get hurt at, at some stage. Yeah. You could you could not make the finals and okay, your business is hurting because you trained for the finals and mm -hmm. yeah, you're not in the finals. Because like, I remember you saying a lot of the events you hadn't trained, yeah, yeah, and like hadn't prepped for, no, like, and they were probably the ones where you did lose. Those that's right. Of yeah, points. like like a, a car deadlift. Yeah, I didn't know to put your feet further ahead. Yeah, and like my hamstrings got absolutely mashed. Yeah, and. I still was two reps off winning the event. So yeah. I got, no, three. I think I got 12 and the winner got 15. If I just changed my foot position, that's, it's over. You felt yeah. like there was a couple, yeah, a few more reps there. There had to have been because I was, everything was stiff like deadlift. My hamstrings yeah. were cramping up and um, there was that. And then there was the power stairs where I was ahead of Max who won the power stairs. And I had just put my implement too close to the stair in front. So I couldn't, so couldn't lift get it up. It out, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. And so that, that was another, like, four points and four points in the deadlift. And, of course, we could all do that. Like, you could all look yeah. back on a comp. But when it's as simple as, like, you just had no idea. Yeah. And it's something that basic. Yeah. There's a lot left on the table there. You see it all the time with people doing stuff like that. And you're just like, one, there's such little errors. But then, two, it's like, fuck, you must be strong to do that well. Yeah. And make such basic errors. Like do you, you see know? people that are just dumb strong that still do so well? Even at the pro level, even at the world level, there's these guys who, who can't understand that it's actually not about being the strongest. Yeah. Like I, I make most of my points up on being the most athletic and being strong enough. Yeah, there's and a lot that make very simple mistakes that have been competing for 10 years. But it's almost like intentional. Like they, they would rather their identity be, I, I can lift the most, I'm the best log presser in the world. Like you see that in America a lot. Yeah. yeah, I can log press the most, yeah, but you can't do anything else. Yeah, which we've talked about a lot on the podcast too, which is like it's about winning competitions, not yeah. about winning a lift. 
You know, well, like yeah. I'd rather win world's strongest man than be the best log presser. Bobby, yeah, Tom- yeah. Bobby Thompson on stones. I got oh, the wrong. Yeah. I got the wrong tacky out. Mm-hmm. You yeah. could go down here and ask anybody that's been doing it for six months, which tacky do you use when it's really hot? Yeah, and, <laughs> and they will tell you. Yeah. yeah, you don't grab like grade one, like light as hell Cerberus tacky, yeah, and then man. slip on it. And oh. like he's been around a long time. I, I don't know what happened there. Mm. That's apparently what it was. I think he uh, said something about it being sweaty or something. But no, then no, later I know on I know everything that's been said, but it's uh, yeah. How do you do it? Doesn't add up. Yeah, it's yeah. an unusual mm. situation. Mm. Yeah. Because um, even like the, the first stone's like a 150. Yeah. Like if you're at world, you would think like you could probably do that without tacky. Yeah. And I understand if the tacky. Yeah. But I've, I've actually, in my, in my entire career, the only issue I've ever had with tacky is that it, c- it comes off. Yeah. And yeah. even like I feel when it's not working well and you yeah. sort of slip a bit. But even when you're slipping a bit, it doesn't go from tacky to oil. It yeah. goes from super sticky tacky to a little bit of sticky tacky. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't follow. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm still at a loss for what happened there. Yeah, yeah, I feel like most of you guys with the 150 stone, we could put baby oil on it and you would probably still crush it <laughs> and pick it up yeah, no matter probably. what. Like it should be that. Uh, that's a YouTube video coming up. Yeah. <laughs> baby oil, baby, baby oil. oil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lee, how much do you weigh? <laughs> Not 150. <laughs> what baby oil are you? I'll just <laughs> I'll curl, curl it up in a ball. ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, um, it's amazing and it's strongman in life just – how how people get in their way so yeah. much, you know. I was um, I was coaching Fatty at the comp this weekend, and um, it, it, like, and, and a few others over the weekend. But it's something as simple as like on the Ukrainian deadlift, my feet feel really narrow, and the the bar is hitting my legs. And you're like, well, what do you think you should do? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, your feet feel really narrow. Like, yeah, I move your feet wider. And like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. You're like, oh. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that keeps all of us in a job. Yeah. Don't give away all the secrets. There was a lot of mistakes. I mean, like, it's mm. really interesting coaching all day, like Friday and Saturday. I expect a lot of mistakes on Friday, you know, like simple stuff. Yeah. yeah. I expect to see people when the hands run out and they loop their hands underneath, they've got no fucking idea where they're grabbing that yeah, rope, yeah, you know? Yeah, but yeah. even the, like, and the pro guys trying to loop their hands through that rope, what the fuck was going on? Like, yeah. at that level, yeah. you think, like, you do arm over arm pull pretty frequently. You think yeah. you know how to, like, lock your arm in at least, uh, like, relatively efficiently. If you're an athlete, yes. But a lot of people... And this is where I, I, I make a very strong delineation between... Um, strongman athletes and strongman competitors. Yeah, sure. And even at the pro level, there's strongman competitors who are really, really strong. Yeah. But it's interesting. You run through and some people like uh, a Bobby Thompson. He's he's working hard to be more athletic, but up to date, he's been a he's been a competitor. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just the athleticism. And this is like you know Saturday, the pros, the arm over arm. But like all day on Saturday with the competitive class, yeah. little mistakes or little things that you see that you're like, oh, that's such an easy thing to just yeah. know, right? Yeah. And it comes with experience. But um, it's also the meticulousness in like knowing the event or knowing, you know, the small yeah. things of the event. You know, like that's why Brian Shaw is like one of my favorites. You know, we, wa- yeah. we watched him at the Arnold's. And get his yoke height, right? Yeah, he just walked out to Mason and gave him a piece of paper. And he's like, that's my yoke height. Yeah, right, Mason's right. like, do you want to set your yeah. pins? And he's like, this is in inches. Yeah, just set it to that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he knows. Yeah, he knows you know so when you well. know when you know everything so well. When you know your yoke height. When you know 
when he adjusts his stones and just puts a little bit of tacking on you watch someone who's meticulous who knows if yeah. you watch brian shaw do an arm over arm pull his hand just so gracefully slides in and yeah, through the yeah. line and locks yeah. in straight away. And that's just one example. But there's yeah. so many things, like trying to pull the tire up a little bit and many things over the weekend, but in general, there's a big difference, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. And even, uh, you know, uh, Fatty, he was doing the arm over arm. He ended up coming second and he did really, really mm. well. But he was wrapping his arm twice. Yeah. Yep. And afterwards, it, why'd you do that? It was clear that you could do it with one, no problem. And you go, yep. I, I don't know, I panicked. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's it. And it's as simple as that. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, same thing with um, some of the other guys. Like you, you can very easily, when you step up into a comp, it's mm. sort of along the same lines as if you're going to go somewhere and you might not do well or yeah. whatever. If you step up in a comp and say you're competing against me, you can't look at me and go like, oh, wow. You can't be a deer in headlights. You, you won Giants Live. Yeah. You've done this. You, it's like, no, we're, we're here to win. Yeah. And like, it's not... You can't discredit someone, and you yeah. go, like, they're strong dudes. Yeah, very strong dudes. But you got to go. Like, I'm here to win, and I yeah. think it's easy to slip into that. I'm just, I'm happy to be here, and if I come last, yeah. that's okay because I'm happy to be here. Yeah, and you're, like, you're just talking yourself out. Of did you feel I've, any of that at your first world strongest man? Hell no. Yeah. In fact, I was sitting with um, Colin and um, one of the referees the night before it started, and Colin goes. You know what? I said, what are you most excited for, for tomorrow, like for it kicking off? And he goes, honestly, I'm, I'm one of the things I'm most excited for is to see if you're real. I see if what you're actually <laughs> posting is the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. And he says, yeah, and you know, I think, I think if, if you are, you've got a chance of getting to the stone off. Yeah. And he goes, let's say you come third. And I said, well, let's say I come second. He said, well, probably third. Like, <laughs> and I said, no, let's, let's say I come second. And anyway, he, he kind of talks me through how he thinks it's going to go. And then I, I, I look at him and I go, I think I'm going to win the group. And <laughs> <laughs> thank God it's come off. I'd look like such yeah. a twat. Yeah. And um, I think it's important that when I do stuff and when I predict stuff, it's not – it's not as though I think it, uh, I'm infallible or other people suck. It's like, no, they're really, really good. Mm. But you could also critically analyze that group and go like, oh, it's a slow group. So I told him, I, I said, I think this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And um, he's like, oh, well, well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, I, I, I had that attitude from the get-go. Yeah. It, because in the end, it doesn't really matter. It's one of the things about Strongman that's great is like, it, you could be lifting against Brian Shaw, but he's lifting the same weight like there's you're not head to head in any way it's not jujitsu where right. he knows techniques yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. you just get out, get out there and get after it so no i was really lucky and you know i've been like that in other sports yeah. and i've been really nervous in other sports but it it just doesn't happen you in strong men believe to achieve first and foremost right like you're never yeah. going to be world's strongest man unless you believe you can be world's strongest man right or have yeah, potential otherwise yeah. what are you doing it for and we we have we all have that on a small scale like every amateur has had a log on their chest before mm. and gone this isn't going up before yeah. they even attempt it. Yeah. yeah. And like it could get close. It's the same thing with dumbbell. Like you just have a weight and you go, This isn't it. Mm. And like you never go, This isn't it. And then like, oh wow. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Nah. Yeah. Nah, never. <laughs> never. Um so yeah, it's uh it's a really tough psychology thing. Um, but I'm lucky just to be that way. That sort of just is what it is. I mean, did you have that ever when you were competing? Nah. Yeah. I'm the same. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I see somebody do something and I'm just like, well, if they can do it, That's why, right. why can't yeah. I do it? Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, that person's impossible to beat. And it's like, 
Well, no, because someone's beaten them sometime or they've beaten someone else. Yeah. Yeah. So like reckon, anything can be done. Yeah. I think every comp I've gone to overseas, like I've probably gone in, I think I've always believed that I could win. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. like I have the potential to win. Mm. Um, and like, you know, my first OSG, I had no expectations. And the only time that I was like, fuck, was like a rock over there. And OSG's like, there was like 35 guys in my weight class, 105 kilos. And like, I was like, fuck, I'm tiny. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? That was like yeah. the first time where I had any doubt with like just a split second. And then like the first event goes off and like you do well and you're like, oh no, these guys are big. They're not strong. Yeah, I yeah. Well, not as strong. Yeah. I had that in Finland. Yeah, guys would come in to use our scales, and I'm like, "Oh, you're doing 105s," and they're like, "No, 90s." And I'm like, "Sick, cool." Yeah. I'm like this much shorter, yeah. and then after a couple of events, I was like, "Oh, yeah, that doesn't mean much." Yeah, do you know? I, I all the time I run the same thing because I'm I'm very small compared to the vast majority of competitors. Yeah, yeah. Every time I meet a new one, I have to like recalibrate and go, "Okay." I've seen what you can lift on Instagram and it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think and it's a it's thing though, right? Like I, um, now when I go overseas and like, I still think that I'm a small 105 in terms of, like I don't do giant weight cuts. I'm a one, like I'm 104 at the moment. I had food poisoning yesterday, so I'm 103 <laughs> this morning. That <laughs> um, was a good time. Um, but like, I'm a, I, I would normally sit like 108, 110, right? Like not a big 105. Cause those guys make big cuts. Yeah. Um, now that I've done multiple, multiple international comps and I see the guys come out and they're always fucking big. Yeah. I never discredit. I never go, oh, he's so big. He's going to be strong. I always go like, okay, he's a big dude. Yeah. Like, let's see what he's got. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it definitely absolutely. changes the more you meet and the more you compete against those guys, right? Yeah. 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 And yeah, it's, um, then you just look to like Alexi. Yeah. He doesn't look yeah. impressive. Yeah. <laughs> ends, up, ends up at like 135 by the end of the mm -hmm. year or something. Yeah, something like that. And it's yeah. not like a Pujanowski shredded to the bone 135. You're yeah. like, no, you could walk in the supermarket and look pretty normal, to yeah. be honest. Like yeah. a big guy, but... Yeah. yeah, yeah, big strong guy, but not the strongest in the world. You still stand out, but like, I mean, you know, when Thor and stuff came to uh, Arnold's that year... You know, yep. He's walking through the crowd. Yeah, you can't miss that. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's a big guy. Yeah, two hundred kilos. Or when he was doing that deadlift, he was yeah, like two hundred kilos. It's a big human. Yeah, the sport's going smaller though in the open weight class. Yeah, definitely yeah. getting smaller. Well, the three or four freaks that were just abnormally huge are on the way out. Yeah, we're not going to produce six foot eight giants every. The majority of world's strongest man guys were that one sixty or yeah teetering on. 170 but in and general then, then the, four like the composition like has changed too hasn't it you know what i mean like if we look back at like world's strongest man oh, probably in that middle you know like when all of them were pretty big there was mm. like a there was a bigger probably like bodybuilding powerlifting phase yeah um and then there was sort of like that era where you had like terry holland's big z and they're all carrying a fair bit of weight yeah do you know yeah. what i mean and now it's kind of come back to like a more athletic build yeah. somewhere in the middle i think at the moment you wonder it's a is it the chicken or the egg yeah like do they tailor the competitions to get the best of the best guys there or do the competitions go a certain way and the best guys tend to cream rise to the top but i think it's it's a pretty rapid progression in the sport because thor and eddie pulling 500 I pulled 475, 70 kilos lighter than them. Mm. And you're mm. okay, if you could do that and you could be close on a big lift, then you could move way better. You're going to win the whole show. Yeah. Which is why I think strongman's not about being the strongest. It's about being strong enough. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. Because it, 
I think, say, prime Eddie, you give me and him two minutes on a 150 log, and I think he kicks my ass in the first 45 seconds, and I catch him by two yeah. minutes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's uh, I think it's what the sport has to be, and I hope it gets that way because it's also much more digestible that way. Especially if you're on the pro circuit competing more regular, wanting to do comps. Like, not yeah. all comps can be heavy. Yeah. Not all comps yeah. be, you're supposed to have, and we talked about this last week on, like, the... 50, 30, 20 sort of thing. Yeah. But like if you were on the pro circuit and Arnold is your heavy comp of the year, <laughs> you can't do an Arnold's every two months. Yeah, right? of course. But of you course. can do competitions every two months or every Yeah, two, yeah you could do I mean? this one, you could do Giants. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. percent there, there was a run of where just big heavy lifts were popular. And that's all anyone wanted to see. Mm. Like but deadlift champs overshadowed Europe's. No one yep. cared about the yoke run, the farmer's run, any of the other athletic stuff. Everybody just wanted to see the deadlift or the log. Yeah. And it's starting to get away from that where every event is more exciting. Yeah, and the challenging bit to that is it's a very particular person who could be the best log presser in the world. So when yeah. we talk about the sport growing as a whole, if the log press is getting the most attention, only the guys built like Andrew Thompson, Bobby Thompson, only people built like, like that, like you, but 170 kilos. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the people who get inspired. So you inspire yeah. like a thousand people, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Where like, anyone could run a yoke. Like Brian runs a yoke well. I run a yoke well. Mm. And you're like, we're very different. Alexi runs a yoke well. He's small as well. Rob Kearney's great at yoke. Yeah. Mm. Thor was great at yoke. Yeah. Okay. Like, and you put five, sort of five people in a heat, and that's an exciting heat to watch. Yeah. Yeah. They do that well at OSG. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really fun comp yeah, to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas. You watch log and you're just like, well, that guy's got it. That guy's probably secured second. Yeah. Though they're not close. Yeah. Yeah. But it turns it it turns it into more of a sport and less of a freak show. Yeah. Yeah. Which it wants to be both. Yeah. It kind of has to be both. For sure. For sure. Um, and it's it's going to tend that way. But so NBA, put it this way, the slam dunk contest is not interesting anymore. Sure. Yeah. You know, freak shows are becoming less exciting. But in a way, it's still a freak show. The yes. normal game itself. Oh, yeah. Like, Absolutely. NBA is a full, yeah, 100%. Yeah. They're that good, yeah. right? That's exactly yeah. what I'm like. Yeah. I think that inherently, heavyweight strongman is a freak show. Yeah. Yes. But the slam dunk competition is records. Yeah, it's like records. And like a show off, right? But the yeah. sport is in itself, which should NBA be at the front. Is a, fr- is a freak show. And it should yeah. be that way. Like the sport yeah. comes first and it's a freak show in itself. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, at the sport from a weight class perspective it's still a freak show but like it's not as visually a spectacle do you know yeah. what i mean as like big guys it's just your size the whole profile thing the way that's marketed people it's always a bit of want to see larger than life yeah it's larger, do than, larger than, life. than life do you know what i mean yeah. that, that will always be the best i think that's the reason that when it comes to selling out stadiums mm. it's always going to be us yes when yep. it comes I to agree. growing when it comes to growing the sport it's a lot of you guys. Yes. When you yeah. get out there on yeah, social yeah, media yeah. and like you s- like Lee being a under 90, like, yeah, okay. I could be 88 kilos yeah. and be strong as hell. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But a lot of people go, oh, 150 kilos. Like, oh, that's <laughs> nah, a bit much. And it is a bit much. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be this weight for that yeah. long. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, also, yeah. if you're five foot eight, you don't want to be 150 that's kilos. Right. That's <laughs> that'd be, yeah, that'd be juicy. You're probably getting a nice, uh, nice scooter to go along. Yeah. With that, yeah. Be yeah. great at log and nothing else. You might get a disability sticker too. <laughs> <laughs> might be all right. You yeah. might get ideal parking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how have you gone uh, juggling 
So, you know, we talked about you came over to Australia for your course and stuff like that and you went home and opened a clinic, right? Um, you've also got family life, you've got uh, business, so you've clinic and now like training for competitions plus doing this international circuit and being here, being away from home, being away from your partner. Like how do you find... Plus coaching. Plus coaching. Yeah. Coaching uh, in the sport. How, how, do you, how have you found transition and juggling all of those things? It's really hard. Yeah, it's really hard and, and things always fall by the wayside. Mm. And it's less of a case of trying to get everything done and more of a case of making sure the right things aren't getting done. Yeah. Um, and yeah, between all those things, you just it, it becomes really quick. Like you got to find good people. Mm. Uh, and that's just the business side of it. So um, having someone to be able to run the run the clinic when I'm not there, having someone to be able to help out with the coaching business in the right way where yeah. they're not doing the coaching, but they can help out with some of the yeah, sure. administrative roles. Um, and then really like the biggest thing for me is make hay while the sun shines. And right now people listen to me, people pay attention to me. My views on stuff on Instagram are, are higher than the Stoltman's half the time. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That means that now is the time. Yeah. And so a lot has to be sacrificed personally. And it takes a, it takes a really strong, stable partner to be able to do that. Yeah, and I you, imagine you, so. you'll recognize that um, on the pro circuit, there's very few people who do really well who don't have a stable partner. Yeah, and true. You know, it, like you, got, you go to a show and like you, you open up your DMs and it'll literally just be like, naked girl, I'm in the hotel. Do you want to meet up? And if I was single, you're like, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it just adds a, a layer of purpose and focus. Um, but the challenging bit is like, sorry, babe, I, I, I don't have time to really do anything. Yes. Yeah, sure. um, and, you know, it sort of got to the stage where like our anniversary was uh, a couple of days ago. It's on the 21st. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I called her and I wished her, actually I had spoke to her for like when I just woke up and I just woke up, I wasn't really thinking about it. And, Called her about 20 minutes. I was like, hey, I forgot happy anniversary. And blah, blah. And it's got to the stage where like, she's so happy that I've just remembered that. Yeah. And she's like, so thankful, really, really excited. Um, but also, like, I don't want to be the piece of shit who's getting rewarded just for remembering an anniversary and giving yeah, a two-second yeah. phone call. But it, it, it takes a partner who's like, our whole life could be centered around you for the next bit, and that's okay. Yeah. And it, it actually hasn't even been a conversation. Yeah. It's like, yes, it makes money. Yes, it, it provides a life for us. Yes, we could travel places, but it's uh, we, we suck it up in the the short term. So that's a bit that that loses at the most is like not being not being the partner that I would hope to be, and not being able to be there for my family the way I would hope to be. Mm. And um, thankfully, they mostly understand what it's all for. Um, but in the same breath, like sometimes you, you have to have the reminder of like, I know that life is not ideal at the moment. Yeah. Um, but it, it's what it has to be and it's working towards something greater and um, my personality I would work so hard to have a good life that I'd have a bad life mm-hmm. and being able to have people in my life that keep me in check um, is really useful I, I would work 80 hour weeks to make sure that I could be live a happy comfortable life and you're, and like, you're forget, so forget to live and yeah you're so unhappy yeah. and uncomfortable yeah. Yeah. for your entire life you know yeah. what was that for um, so yeah, it's, um, it's a big, big, big challenge. Uh, and then training on top of that yeah. where like yeah. right now, I think if I'm weighing up all the things that I do, training has to be close to the top of the list because that's the thing that's going to expand and blow up the fastest, yeah. Yeah. Um, which then it's like, 
takes a deep understanding of like what your long-term goals are. What are you in the sport yeah. for? Mm -hmm. Because no, I'm not going to the gym because winning the Arnold would be super neat. Like, yes. yeah, sure, yeah. but I don't really care if I win anything, to be honest. I, I just care that off the back of this, I can accomplish in the sport what I hope to accomplish and I can provide a life for my family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people romanticize that pro scene in every sport. Yeah. And yeah. go, oh, it'd be amazing if I never had to work and I could just train every day and travel yeah. around <laughs> the world and this and that and don't realize <coughs> living out of a suitcase and not being in your own bed and not seeing your partner and yeah. your wife. But you know what? It, there's I a think lot of shit that comes to it. There's probably five people in the world who could make a living off competing in sponsors and strongman. Yeah. And I'm really yeah. lucky to be one of them. Yeah. But, and, and I could be, you know, I, I could just travel around and live the romanticized life. Mm. But people who live that romanticized life, as soon as you're not the hot kid on the block, yeah, one you've injury. got a bad luck. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've got a bad life. So it's all, it's all about contingency plans, which then you have to fight yourself and say, okay, you, you can go look up. It's public information how much I've made in comps mm. this year. It's, it's good money. And then sponsors on top of that, that's good money in itself. Yeah. I could live on either of those individually, but you have to battle yourself and go like, okay, you can't be comfortable. Yeah. You can't, you can't rest on your lot. And it's all, it's, it's gotten in and when all things are said and done, what are you left with afterwards? Do you know what I mean? Like, and if you, this is what I always think about. If you're so hell-bent on filling that bucket only, you live the lifestyle and you, yeah. you know, traveling and away from your partner for too long and all that sort of stuff. And then you're not the hot kid on the block anymore. Yeah. And you're not the strongest anymore. Yeah. And then what you're left with is a partner that you haven't seen for fucking three years. Yeah. Your business is in fucking turmoil because you haven't been tending to it. If you haven't been tending to the garden that is the thing that grounds you, like the thing that's there after all is said and done, those are the people that were there beforehand, the business that was there beforehand yeah. and will be afterwards. Yeah. If you don't do that, then you're not going to have anything when – that sun starts to set. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. think that's so important, but it's hard to juggle, right? And it's it's scary because you actually don't know what it's worth sacrificing. This year, this year would have been worth sacrificing, not my relationship with people, but anything else work-wise, mm -hmm. if I knew what was on the back yeah. end of it. But yeah. I said this on the live stream. I, you guys were there. You weren't watching the live yeah. stream. On the live stream before one of the events, I, I popped on, on the mic because I need to ask Law something <laughs> coaching-wise. <laughs> I thought that's the only way to do it. And... Uh, they were asking me about it and uh, the pressure about coming in as the favorite and, you know, how is that, how's that weighing you? Uh, the, the pressure, I don't feel the pressure on myself. I, if someone doesn't think I'm strong, I don't mind. Like mm -hmm. if someone thinks I'm not a nice person, that bothers me a lot. Sure. Um, but strong, not strong. Okay, whatever. Um, but the challenging bit would be, okay, Ash, I'm going to do a competition in Australia. I'm going to be away for two weeks. I'm going to be away for two weeks from the business. And by the way, I came seventh and I didn't make any money. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's not as though, like, it's not about the money, really. But your priorities have to change. There has to be a reason. Because if, if I got invited to all the comps I got invited to this year, yeah. and I was mid-pack or bottom of the table, mm -hmm. the prize money drops off exponentially. Yeah. And attention drops off even faster. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're not if you're not of in course. that podium picture, yeah. no one even remembers you did yeah. the show. Oh, if you don't compete for 12 months, people forget you exist. Oh, yeah. 100%. So... Um, it's been very worthwhile only because I've I've done well. 
the, the sacrifice has to be worth the squeeze, right? Like, yeah, but you don't know what the what the squeeze is until yeah. you sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> yeah. take a guess on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it comes down back to like believing. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. having that belief that yeah, and you can. It, it's even like little things along the way, and I've sort of accepted like life is going to be like this for a few years. Like mm-hmm. if you if I get a vacation the next yeah. few years, I'll I'll be lucky. Yeah, because like I was out at a event in Miami, for example, and. Uh, I hardly slept the whole time I was there just before I came here yeah. uh, because like I'm lying in bed and then I get a text and like, Hey, I'm out with such and such. It would be like, it, they're likely sponsor mine in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Big, big sponsor. Okay. <laughs> Gotta go. Yeah. You don't yeah, know what yeah, that's yeah. worth. Who's in yeah. Miami? Can we start rattling yeah. off brands <laughs> and see if we can get a reaction? Uh, <laughs> um, and that's it. On a micro scale, that's what happens time after time yeah. after time. And you just go, opportunity here and here and here and here yeah. and here. And you don't know who listens to this podcast and goes like, you know what? Like, I want that guy in Australia next time. And yeah. so yeah, when yeah, Mason does this show the next time, if he goes, look, it didn't make as much money. Yeah. But these people heard you on this podcast and they're willing to pay 20 grand for you to come out here and yeah. make sure that everything's sorted. And that, okay, well, yeah. fucking thank God I did that podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you take every opportunity. Yeah. And you never but know. This is probably the only bit with... Ash, that's hard because she's not a business mind at all. Like she's yeah. brilliant. She's much smarter than I am um, in terms of books. She's a veterinarian, and like walking through, and you're like, okay, I'm. I have my own podcast. Why do I take time out to do that podcast? It gets, you know, a thousand downloads of podcasts. Yeah. Like who? Ca- it makes no money at all. Who cares? You know, how do I? How do I explain? And how do I explain to myself even? You're, you're dedicating this time to something that makes no money mm-hmm. and you're dedicating this much money to pay a videographer when that doesn't make yeah. a lot of money back. Yeah. Mm. Because I don't know what what value yeah. that adds to a sponsor that yeah. you've professionally shot content. We do it every fortnight. <laughs> yeah. but we talk about that in business and coaching as well. Yeah. Like people, oh, ask, iceberg, pe- right? people asking a few questions yeah, at right. comp, that's people right. asking for help at comp, helping people out and you're like, yeah. Could be a potential client. Even comp day could coaching. Could be this, yeah. You don't get paid on comp day coaching. I've you seen know, you coach you people that you don't even know. They're yeah, just, they're just the doing time. something stupid <laughs> and you run up and you're like, do this, this and this. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then they come back and they're like, thank you so much. And six months later, they're yeah, tag- tagging you and stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, like you guys experience that on a, on a coaching perspective where mm. like a good one-on-one client, like it's a couple of thousand dollars a year. Like it's, yeah. a, it's a great, it's a great thing. But when you, when you expand that to like, you make the right connections and, and I'm in a different category, but not long ago I was in the same category where I needed to make the right connections to be invited to a comp. Mm-hmm. And okay, once you're in the giant circuit, you're sort of in. Yeah. And that's tens of thousands of dollars a year if you yeah, perform fairly well. Sponsors tens of thousands of dollars a year yeah. if you're performing well. And um, that's a that's a, a big pressure. Mm. You know, that's uh and it's pressure when like same thing with business. Like it's pressure and you're making decisions and you don't know if they're the right decisions till down the track after yeah, you make yeah. yeah. Well, as it grows, like the bigger the gain, the bigger the loss. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like bigger absolutely. risk, bigger yeah. reward. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. And you know, the, uh, the second biggest challenge, like in terms of managing everything going on is putting myself out there a lot is something I've, I've done a lot. Um, but not many people would know that that's, that's not my nature in any yeah. way, shape or form. Like I'd, I'd much rather just do my own thing. Yeah. Be quiet. That was, that was my nature before I came to Australia. And that's the reason I came to Australia is because I didn't know anyone here. And I thought, you know what, you got to get more comfortable with putting yourself yeah, out there. Sure. And, um, the funny bit is now I put myself out there so much and I've, I've come so far that now people are like, oh, like 
loves the attention. Yeah, so yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. This. yeah. yeah. You, you don't know the journey to. Do you think that's the one of the biggest challenges that you've had going from being relatively unknown and amateur strongman to like world's strongest man profile on the circuit? Yeah, a couple of things there. Like, I mean, the, the constant assessment is really challenging. Mm-hmm. On like, uh, I'll, I'll be assessed on how I behaved at comp and then what I said in a YouTube video. And like, uh, someone will say, an hour and 20 minutes into the podcast, he said this. And I'm like, at a certain stage, like, we forget that this is here. We forget that these are here and we're just talking. talking and, yeah. and if you had anyone on a mic for an hour and a half, or like <laughs> yeah. a mic when you're out just hanging out with mates, like you're going to say something. It's yeah, of stupid. course. It takes yeah. us so about 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't take me long. Yeah. <laughs> so parsing your words yeah. is tough. But within that, then you're parsing your words and you're, you're trying to, to be careful. And I've had a very steep learning curve in like what, what opinions you can put out there and what you can't. Yeah, sure. Uh, and, you know, one of the biggest lessons is how not worth the time it is to explain an opinion that you believe to be correct, but like other people don't. Yep. And you're like, I, yeah. I, I actually don't care if you believe that, so why do I spend any time yeah, talking yeah. about it? Um, and then people who don't know you, something that really bothers me, people that don't know me and they've heard me on a bunch of things and they've seen my face, they've seen me on TV, whatever, they'll immediately act as though we know each other sure. and they'll come up and they'll touch me and they'll squeeze and do this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, it just, it it feels really uncomfortable. Sure. But even worse is when people then talk about how much they like me. And you're like, you you like this, you like what you see. You like the rejection that I'm putting out. And that's what you put out. It's it's 100% genuine. And I ask for feedback from people around me all the time. Like, am I coming across as I would privately? Is this representative of actually who I am? Yeah, and I I want that to be the case. But, I mean, also like, I'll have a horrendous day and I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, <laughs> yeah. like I'm not going to be here all bumming out and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you get into this funny situation where people who listen to the podcast, listen to YouTube, see you compete, they see um, maybe not the best version because it's it's always authentic, but they certainly see a, a polished version yeah. of yourself. Almost yeah, like they, they know you from work alone. I agree. Yeah. yeah. But then you get into a funny situation where these people like you and they think higher of you. You're up on this pedestal more so than the people who know you the most. Mm-hmm. And you start drawing this rever- the, the negative correlation between how well people know you and how much they like you. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with that a lot. On like, Ashley knows me as a n- normal dude. Like, yeah. she knows that I have, like, these bad tendencies yeah. and these great tendencies. And She knows your good days yeah. and your bad days. Yeah, she knows your good factors and your bad factors. That's right. And, and she still loves you for it, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. But there's other people who, like, genuinely believe me to be perfect. Yeah. And then you have to fight yourself. Like, well, why is it that the better someone gets to know me, the worse I seem to be to them? Mm. Yeah. And it's a it's a really funny, like, yeah, difficult mental health thing. So that's yeah. why I don't particularly like when people have positive things to say about my character who don't know don't me, know if they don't know yeah. me well, right? Yeah. And Makes sense. Yeah, and that's, um, it, it bleeds into, like, personal life as well, where there's there's people who I know fairly well but don't communicate with all the time and they'll start making a sound and they'll go oh like like you're a bit arrogant like you're putting stuff out there all the time you're you need to be seen by a lot of people particularly people who say our parents age and older who don't understand an online business yeah who assume that you just divert all this just time doing it because just, you want to get the attention yeah, yeah. just like you love the, the spotlight and the this and no like i grab the mic at every show and talk because i have really really bad anxiety talking to crowds yeah until you do it and do it and do it and do it yeah. so you just battle that and then 
yeah, just, you're assessed by people. They love you and they don't know you or they know you and you seem to change and you, and you, know, uh, you, you just, you and just please you. everyone. Kind and, of and you're just, yeah. and, and you don't, it's a catch 22 because you don't have a choice. The alternative yeah. is don't put yourself out there so much. Yeah. Yeah. And that outcome is that you don't accomplish what you want to accomplish. Yeah. Or you fall into the trap of just following the people that say good things about you. Yeah. You, there's two things. You start to and believe, you start believing you what they yeah. think of you. And you start to believe like the Hooper yeah. versus like, I'm Mitch, you know, like I'm Mitch. Yeah. yeah. You start to believe or start to believe that you're that character or that profile that people are seeing. That's a lot or, of, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Or the opposite is like, then suddenly people start to know you and you start to not actually, when you do start to open up to people, you stop opening up to the actual person that you are authentically because yeah. they've got this polished version and yeah. you're starting to feel that whenever someone actually learns who you are, there's an inverse relationship. So you stop just showing people who you actually are and start to play the Mitch that is authentic to yourself, but the polished version, but you start being the polished person in real life as opposed to on that social media outlets. Yeah. You know what I mean? That makes it really hard to be actually authentically you potentially as well. So it's a tough battle. That's a hard one to navigate. Yeah. Do yeah. you just ignore a lot of comments? No, and I, like just I, I read them all. Skim past them. I read them all. Just mm. take, take them with a grain of salt. I think it's important to. Yeah, sure. um, because there's there's something called the jelly bean study that I love. Have you guys heard of it before? No. So I love jelly beans. They're phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> so if if we've got a jar of jelly beans sitting on this stool, and I ask you like how many jelly beans are in the jar, on average you're gonna be pretty bad at guessing. Yeah. And if I ask both of you and we take the average we're going to get closer. And if we take everyone in this gym, we're going to get closer. And the more people you ask, the closer you seem to get to the correct answer. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of the power of the crowd. So I use the same approach when I'm reading comments. And I go, yep. if you're at a state where you're relatively well-liked, which in my audience, in my comments, at the moment, that's how it is, right? And, and I've managed that pretty well. But that doesn't mean that that's always who you are and always how people would interpret you. Sure. And so if, if the comments are getting flooded with like, you seem arrogant or, um, you know, you're, you're not coming across or you're being a bit rude, you're being a bit harsh. Then like the worst thing you could do is just ignore and go like, everyone's a hater. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. No, <laughs> on average, on average people are right. Yeah. Sure. yeah so I use that sense. as a, a really good sort of check in because especially when it's online, mm. like, yes, there's people will say anything online. Like it's yeah. super yeah. harsh and, if everyone's saying harsh things, that like you sort of deserve it. Popping, yeah, and then it, like, it also doesn't mean it's true. It just means that's how you're portraying yourself too. Correct. So Which is then not, it's not a personal. It's how attack. you're coming off, right? Yeah, like, it's yeah. how you're putting it out there. Yeah, and that's when it comes to things like personal development. And one of the big things personally I want to get out of the sport is things like orating better. Mm -hmm. So I've gone on a lot of podcasts, and I listen back to every single one to think about how was my inflection, how was my my pauses between words. Did I say, um, did I forget what I was talking about? Did I go on a tangent that didn't make sense? Sure. Because then that's how you're presenting yourself to everyone else in the world. Yes. And who else can go on podcasts all the time and then listen back and go, okay, that's yeah. how I sound. And that's, yeah. no one can. It's the only way you get better. hundred percent. You go watch your lifts. You see what you did wrong. Exactly improve. right. Could you imagine you're not good at deadlifts and you go like, no, I can't watch. <laughs> can't watch. Everyone says you deadlift like crap, and you're like haters. Yeah, <laughs> fuck the haters. Yeah. Don't get I'll just keep rounding my yeah. back. Two eighty is awesome. Yeah. yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> um, so, how long do you think you'll be, you know, talking about that and talking about orating, talk about talking, and you've talked about contingency plans and stuff like that? Because obviously, it's a career, and we've seen people pave the pathway for this too now and strongman being 
a successful post strongman quite well and building a profile, mm -hmm. which we can see that's the way things are heading. You're a smart businessman. Um, what? How do you see strongman for you over the next few years? What do you think that uh, your, the journey will continue to look like? Personally, mm. you know, I think I want to keep branching out into different areas. You know, I've started into the CrossFit world with the sponsorship with Tier, um, and I want to bring strength to more areas than just strongman. Yep. I think our ceiling as professional strongman is much, much higher than it used to be, but much, much lower than every other sport. Sure. Yeah. So it's a big thing our sport needs. Yeah. Is to get from different other sports and get more people involved. Yeah. And so I want to, I want to just expand that. And one of the things that brings me the most happiness and, and fulfillment within the, the strength world is building the communities that got me into the sport in the first place particularly for people who don't have them there themselves. So I don't know of any other coach who takes all of their online clients and facilitates platforms in different groups for them to communicate with each other. Sure. And mm. they, can, they can now have that community. And it's funny in Australia, I've, I've heard that um, my coaching team, like, it's like, it's the cult. And like, no, it's a group of friends. <laughs> and like, uh, th the fact that I have facilitated that to an extent is it means the world to me yeah, because sure. now their adherence, yeah. their health, it's gonna be, be improved. Um, so continuing to create those communities and my real goals in the sport are not related to winning at all, which is why when you guys say that you've said you're going to win World Strongest Man for like, I don't think I've been that definitive ever. And I actually don't really care. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So if you if you ask me, you win World Strongest Man and you have 200,000 followers or you win nothing ever again and you have 1.5 million, I'm going to take 1.5 million. Sure. Yeah. Not, not because I need that many people watching me. But because then you have more eyeballs, more reach, more impact, more, yeah. more ability to actually make a difference in the world. More impact is a good way to put it, I think. Yeah. So strongman is just my proxy to impact the world more. And, you know, I, I had the goal uh, up until about two or three months ago. My, my entire goal was I just want to provide more for my kids than was provided to me. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot. I, I Silver Spoon definition of silver spoon okay like, <laughs> but my mom sacrificed a lot for us to be able sure, to have that to I, just, I just didn't know that yeah we, yep. we we would go over to europe i spent every christmas in florida you know i, I wanted <laughs> not bad <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah i wanted for i wanted for nothing we'd yeah. be in my grandpa's boat in the bahamas it was unreal yeah and actually part of why i like strength sports so much is because anyone could get into it anyone yeah sure come beat me yeah, yeah all you yeah. need to do is afford a gym membership that's why i like it too yeah, I was yeah. Gonna say, yeah. it does, doesn't matter where you start yeah. from yeah. or how much money that's you have even like the memberships and stuff like that it's like everyone pays the same yeah everyone comes to the door we got one membership type yeah you come in and the respect's given if you're strong and respecting the community's given if you show up and help out it doesn't matter yeah. if you earn a million dollars a year or twenty thousand dollars a year yeah. you know if you're a strong guy strong girl or not the strongest but a real gift big community giver then like the respects here and you're the person when you walk through the door it doesn't matter what you are out there yeah and you actually flip that on your head and the people who are really strong and not that respectful um, yeah there's one particular strong man that's coming up right now in uh in australia who's that way sure like, I, I don't i don't understand how they could be accepted in this community yeah regardless of how strong you are yeah um i lost my train of thought a bit it's talking about impact in the sport future, future goals future goals Strongman future goals. Oh, sorry, yeah. So uh, about three months ago, my goal was to give more to my kids yep. than was given to me, right? Yeah. Yep. And I've changed my, my Instagram bio. And that now says, by the time I'm done, the world won't be the same. Yep. And yep. I think for how much I've done over the past six months, if my goal is simply give more to my kids than was given to me, you're like, you're short-arming that by 
so far. Yeah. And being able to use this platform to be able to, to do something greater, to build communities, to inspire people. And someone like Arnold has changed the world. Every guy mm, yeah. in and around our age who's in the gym is in the gym because of Arnold. Yeah. And to me, it's much more to do with like people regular, regularly exercising and getting positive health outcomes from yeah. that because of him. Yeah. And I don't care about, to, to be honest, I don't care that it's Strongman that's done it. Yeah. If it was bodybuilding that did it, I'd be the exact same thing or CrossFit or whatever. Inspiring right. people to move, be healthier. Mm, 100%. better. And so that's, that's a way in which um, I could help to change the world. Uh, and, and that's really my goal. Yeah. And so in Strongman, my goal is to use whatever competitions, platform, podcast, YouTube, build that audience and be able to have that, that ability to impact people. And then you know what? If, if my ambition changes in the future, then like, the audience is still there. Yeah, you, know, you can still have that influence. It's, it sort of seems, sounds like a, a dictator kind of thing. But to me, if you can just leave the world in a better place as you see it in your eyes than when you got here, sure. what more could you yeah. really ask for? Yeah. And at the end of the day, what you're talking about is exactly what you're saying earlier, just tending to your garden, your followers, the people that you can impact. And the broader your impact can be, the greater the garden that you can tend to is and the better that you can make that part of your world. You can only affect or impact the part of the world that you can. Do you know what I mean? Yep. But if you can do what you can do with the part of the world that you have influence over and make that better, and everyone else did that with the parts of the world that they could influence, yep. Doesn't matter if it's 150 followers or a million or 1.5 million followers, then the world gets to be a better place, right? If everyone has that same outlook. 100%. Yeah, but then you're just more than an athlete. So yes. you're not just thinking athlete, comps, wins. I just want to be yeah. the athlete. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm, then there's I'm the personality, there's everything else that you but do. It means there's, there's a purpose, with, so. you know. That means yeah. there's a greater purpose to why we want to do this. It means there's a greater purpose to why you want to win or do well in competitions and continue to be on those circuits. It's because yeah. there's a purpose or a driver behind that that's greater than the individual need for success or competition wins. It's a lot of extra good motivation yeah, to huge. be good at your sport yeah, too. It's, and, and I genuinely think on that broad scale, even when I'm at competitions, mm -hmm. even when I'm doing things. Um, mm. And, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges in, in our generation is, like, are you guys religious? No, not, not religious. Really, no. Spiritual, yeah. doc indoctrinized religion. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. very, very few people proportionally, lower than ever in history, um, are people of our age participating in religion. Yeah. And mm. I, I'm not either. Uh, yeah. I don't really subscribe to it. Uh, and more and more people in our generation are not having kids. Yes. And so if you don't believe in religion and you don't have kids, what you're going to die one day and mm. for what? And the only answer is, well, you can impact the people around you. Sure. Yeah. And mm. for me, like, my life has to be about my kids that are coming very soon. She's not pregnant. Okay. Is that an exclusive? Yeah. Because <laughs> I've heard you talk about it, that you were yeah. like, thought about it. Right? Mate, I can't wait. Yeah. We're, we're getting married in September and like literally yeah. starting. With, and I want heaps. Yeah. I want heaps and heaps. <laughs> uh, but for that reason, kids. right? You might yeah. change after you have one. <laughs> but, no, no, but people genuinely say that and like, oh, it's yeah. so hard and one. I can't think of something hard that I would want to do more. Well, more worth it. Yeah, and I totally yeah. agree, man. It yeah. is an absolute yeah. blessing. Yeah, and so it's that's in the end that's what you have, and then you have the people that you impact along the way. Mm -hmm. And okay, there's two ways you can impact people in terms of in, in terms of scope. 
And one is how intensely you help a person, and the other is how broadly you can help people. Mm. And for me, personally, like, if I could impact as many people as possible on a small scale and change change the tra- trajectory of their life by a half a percent or one percent, um, that that's more fulfilling to me deeply than having one person change from one th- from A to B that's miles apart. Yeah, yeah. So that's really my my greater purpose, and you know, um, it's something that it's a blessing and a curse always having your mind spinning about things like this, mm-hmm. but. Um, constantly 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 i'm evaluating why yeah. why are you doing this and what's it all for and that's a um, big internal driver though yeah like it's a big internal driver it's not external motivation it's not after likes and everything else or competition wins yeah but it goes both ways quick yeah yeah it, it motivates you really quick but if things aren't on the right track it demotivates you yeah, yeah for sure um and fortunately and unfortunately my brain is you you change the world or you've lost <laughs> you know that's, what I mean? That's the weight of the world. You, you, on do, your shoulders. you do everything yeah. or nothing. Yeah. Like you got big um, shoulders, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's something that uh, conceptually I understand yeah. is is a, a thinking error, and yeah. like it's a bit much. Um, but it's also it's just how I'm wired, and yeah. you just reach and reach and reach. And I think that's why people who win world's strongest man. Uh, I I heard Colin Bryce say there hasn't been a person who won world's strongest man that that didn't have it ruin them. Yeah, because if you have that goal. And you accomplish that goal. What's next? What's next? Whole life. You know what? Like someone like, um, I don't know, someone like Eddie, right? He is financially set, appears to be financially set. Yeah. Mm. He accomplishes the goal of winning World's Strongest Man. He never has to work a day in his life again. I don't think if he doesn't want to. Sure. What's there? Like he's got his, he's got his son, of course. But as as people, I think we always need yeah. these big problems, these big things to chase. Yeah. And I'm more concerned about accomplishing my goals too quickly than I am about not not accomplishing them at all. Yeah, I, I want to be on my deathbed thinking like, oh, I could impact more people. Well, I'll yeah. put the beauty one is there's, there's never end. There's a never ending goal there, <laughs> yeah. right? Like yeah. you put something that has finality in it, like win world's strongest man. Yeah. And then it's, there's this emptiness, there's this void that happens when you finally achieve that, right? Yeah. But when you have a goal that is intangible to finish, like, oh, I just want to have more impact, th- that's not finite. Yeah, and you know what? I see it like you're you're at the base of, of a mountain that never ends. And you're, you're looking at these pathways and you, you one pathway is win world's strongest man. One pathway is have a viral video. One pathway is go on a super popular podcast. Yeah. Whatever. And you could go up so many different ways, but so long as like you're you're heading up that hill, yeah. then you're doing fine. And that's yeah. why, okay, if I win World's Strongest Man, great, that's a pathway. Mm-hmm. But it's it's simply a proxy to get to a place that you want to be. Sure. It's not the place itself. The place. Because like you're going to end up, like you get on the top of the mountain and like it's all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. And like the... Yeah. the the amount that the analogy lines up is infinite. Like, yeah, yeah. okay, the, the air is thin on the top of the mountain. Yeah. You can't stay there forever. Yeah. You, you got to head downhill. Yeah. It's much tougher yeah. to go downhill than it is uphill. Yeah. It's also very important to have something set past the next thing. Hundred, always. Whatever yeah. it is. Always. I do that with people with comps. Yeah. Because they're so fixated on a big comp and I'm like, it's not the last comp. Yeah. There's another one and another one. And yeah. like, they don't yeah. have to be close together, but just like have a new target, have something else important yeah. beyond this. Because otherwise, once it's done, you sit down and go, now what? 
Yeah. And, and then you get depressed. You can, <laughs> you can continue the analogy. It's almost like you walk up a path and the, the path for someone at the amateur level could be, I want to win this comp, this yep. comp, this comp, this comp, this comp. And it's like, okay, you go up and then either you win, i.e. you get up onto that platform or you lose and you take the slide back down. You yeah. did all that work <laughs> for that. Yeah. Start, and, start yeah. and even if you get on that next sort of platform, yeah. like you haven't thought about like, oh, there's still that infinite hill. Yeah. And once you come to realize, and this is this is one of the the biggest things for me that I just need to keep repeating to myself is that 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 cliche that the, the climb is what's enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. And I've done enough things where like the bodybuilding coming last actually didn't matter to me at all because I, I just know I went through it. Yeah. I hated yep. it. I hated it. But I love that I went through yeah. it. I love that I could put myself through yeah. that. Yeah. And so right now. I will look around. I will smile. I will I, like. Crowds are watching me lift weights. Like, yeah. One, that's ridiculous. Yeah. What a fucking <laughs> dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But two, like, this could be the last time. And sure. th- this, the walkout, is the enjoyable bit. Yeah. Okay, you win podium, cool. But I've I've been on now seven international podiums in a row. Yeah. After about half of them, you got your trophy. You go. Pretty much everywhere's closed because it's Europe. Mm-hmm. You go to Macca's, you grab like a quick chicken wrap. Yeah. Yep. And if you're lucky enough to have some with you at the comp, awesome. Usually I do. There's been a few times I don't. Okay, you get your trophy, you go, you sit in your hotel room, yeah. but you're by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> and then like it's it's up on the mantle. It's yep. it's featured in the YouTube videos now. Yeah. <laughs> Who gives That's a shit? It. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so shallow. Uh, everyone that, everyone that's successful tends to not look back so much and they just keep looking forward. Do you know what? That's a, it's a funny thing you say that because I came, I've come back to Australia and I haven't been back to Sydney yet to see all the people that I want to see. Yeah. I, I can't wait to do that. Um, and I, I flew into Sydney and I was going to Brisbane. That's where I went first. And I got on the public transit and I spent a lot of time on public transit when I was in Sydney. Obviously, it's, it's how you get around. And I think a lot of people would have nostalgia. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I'm back, blah, blah, yep. And, like, it really bums me out. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, oh, you, you're going back. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've yeah. moved interstate a lot and a lot of things like that. And once I've set and gone at something, I yeah. rarely sort of look back. I'm just like, yeah. next thing, next thing, next thing. Yeah, even, you know, I'm, and it's funny, like, I'm the same way with old friends and old houses and mm. other old places I've lived. I don't want to go back to my uni town. Yeah, I can't really tell you why. Yeah. Like, no matter how positive the experience is, yeah. like going back just feels like literally going. It's back. an old chapter. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not the new it, chapter. It can be a great chapter, yeah. and it yeah, can do totally. wonderful things for you. But once it's done, it's done. It's on to the next one. Yeah, probably to an era though. There's I nothing mean, more. I, there's nothing more well, fruitful to be. Had you forget there. to look yeah. back and have good memories and enjoy things because you're so focused on what you haven't done or yeah. what's next. Yeah. So, but then it gets back to like the. You need that. That's that's the enjoyment, and I think that's yeah, it's almost sense. a microcosm of when you've accomplished what you want to accomplish. Like, there's nothing happy left there. Yeah. And so sure. I, in Australia, I basically did what I wanted to do and more. Yeah. And it's it actually had a, a fantastic sort of final chapter. I told you guys I came to Australia. One of the things was putting myself out there more, building stronger connections with people. When I left Canada, I, I, I threw myself a going away party, and I was able to invite six people. <laughs> yeah. And one person came. Yeah, sick. You're like, yeah, well, yeah. so sick. <laughs> Love <laughs> that. But you're like, okay, Hopefully. this is a really good reflection yeah. of yeah. where you're at in your life. Yeah. Um, then when I left Australia, I did the same thing. And we had to like, 
we we couldn't invite everyone we wanted to invite and we had 85 people there mm. you know okay yeah and like that was the that's the closing of the chapter yeah. like you you literally accomplish what you want to accomplish yeah, with sure. that time in your life and then like you leave and then you come back it's like of course i want people here and i want to hang out yeah and like yeah, of, course. of course yeah but yeah. it's um it's really funny um where you're like you know how how good does this feel like i've kind of accomplished what i want to here yeah yeah um and probably something i need to work through on like it's okay it's okay to go back <laughs> yeah. and enjoy <laughs> yeah like even even uh trophies, just for funsies like, i'm like <laughs> yeah. trophies I don't want it. I don't want my trophies displayed. Yeah. Like I've done that. I've, yeah. I've already done that. It's it's not what what, what kind of wanker am I with my yeah, trophies yeah. at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think someone said once to me because I never did, and uh, and like comp t-shirts and stuff, and like uh, my business partner was like, you know what? Like you might not care, you might have done it, but other people care. And other people like to see it, and yeah. other people are interested. And now our trophies are sort of like in that office. Yeah. And so often I see people like checking them out, like having yeah. a look and stuff. Yeah. Fascinated. And I go down to other people's gyms. And when I was traveling in Australia, there was this motocross guy, and I was checking out his shirts and his trophies and stuff. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, this is kind of cool. cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> see, this is where I differ from both of you, where I sucked at sports growing up. I wasn't just good at anything, so I didn't get any trophies right. until I was an right. adult. So I'm like, this is cool. I accomplished something now. Fuck yeah. I'm not going to carry it everywhere with me, but I'm like, yeah. it's nice to know that I'm not But I've got terrible. one in my backpack at all times. Just in case. <laughs> just one of these shorts. People showing their kids and their like families yeah. and stuff. They pull out like the trophy, trophy photos. Yeah. Trophy photos. <laughs> Um, All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps us up. Uh, Thanks for coming along, man. Much appreciate you coming down and being our very first guest. Big part of uh, what we wanted to do was make sure that if people wanted to come on the podcast, they were happy to come and sit down versus doing the Zoom thing and stuff. Yeah, way better. Yeah, we kind of refused to do the Zoom thing. We appreciate that and um, appreciate you visiting our gym and have fun training, do your thing. How could um, I not? Hopefully you enjoy the rest of your time in uh, Australia and don't... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't uh, have a too bad of a time in Sydney going back and past. <laughs> no, I'll get, I'll get stuck into the people. Yeah, the people yeah. are always there. Yeah, yeah. The people will matter. Thanks, guys. Um, thank you heaps, man. Much appreciated. Cheers. Awesome. Uh, that's another episode of The Strong Man Say. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, or just want to hit up Mr. Mitchell Hooper, your Instagram or social media channels are... Mitchell Hooper. Everyone. There you go, the hoop. Yeah. One last question before we close up. Do you like or dislike the boo thing that has come out of uh, the Giants Live thing? The moo thing? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, so because obviously at ASI, I had a few people like looking around being like, why the fuck's he getting booed? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah, yeah no, I'm into it. I mean, yeah. and, and tie it back to those big goals. Why? Because mm-hmm. if, okay, say I perform poorly at a comp, but everyone is like mooing. Yeah. Everyone's gonna be like, "Who's that guy? Yeah, What's sure. that about?" Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so like it, accom- it, yeah. it accomplishes the goal. Yeah, um, cool. But did you know? Did you know that how that started? Yeah, um, people were saying moves at like yeah. a Giants live, and everyone thought they were booing or something. Yeah, but like do you that. know what? Do you know why it blew up? No. Right. So this is this gets back to like when I compete, I'm not in my own head about things, mm-hmm. and uh, it's sort of the exact same as training yeah. day. And so it was in Cardiff, and it's it's never been so loud, mm-hmm. right? In, in terms of like every, so many people were doing yeah. it. And so I'm like, you know, what, I'm, I'm going to milk this. And Europeans, they don't do sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've ever heard. Do they Euro- do humor to be fair? A little bit. A little bit, very yeah. dry but humor. If, yeah. If you hear, if you hear like a British person say 
oh, this person's hilarious. You can basically count on it that they're not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and <laughs> so um, I got interviewed after I won the front hold. And I said, guys, like, look, I'm trying my best out here. I'm part of the Commonwealth too. Like, we're on the same team. Could you stop booing me, please? <laughs> I didn't know that, but that's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, like, my Instagram was blowing up and people were coming up to me after going, like, wow, we weren't booing you. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Like, okay, you, you really didn't get the joke. And yeah. to, to date, people still think that, like, they'll still remind me, like, oh, they're not booing you. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know what? The good thing now is I won't know. The thing, yeah. I won't know. It's all the same. Start booing yeah, me. it's all the same. It's a cheer yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, well, thank you very much, man, again. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Great.